Welcome to Stories Jesus Told, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Fresh Dot, Wisconsin. Here is Trinity's Rick Adams and Pastor Carl Landbauer. Welcome back, everybody. Rick Adams here, Director of Discipleship at Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt. So glad that you could join us today on this Friday. I'm here in the podcast room with Senior Pastor Carl Landbauer. Hi, Rick. And Angela Axman. Hello, Rick. Hello. Uh, today, Friday, July 28th, we find ourselves in the Gospel of Mark. Uh, this is our, as we're coming to the, close to the end of this week, these texts that we've been reflecting on are all under the banner of the parable of the two sons. And I think we're going to see rather quickly what Jesus is talking about here and how it relates to that parable. Yeah, another place where he's addressing kind of the same issue, but in more direct words as we read from Mark chapter 7, which actually starts with a quote of Isaiah. And he said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's another classic example of the son from Jesus' parable who says he'll go work Mm -hmm. and never does. Mm -hmm. Speaking here Probably to Pharisees, right? He is, yeah. It's earlier in the chapter. It's Pharisees who are condemning Jesus because he and his disciples aren't, they're not washing their hands enough. And, uh, <laughs> how awful. <laughs> Which, what do they care? It's not like the disciples are picking up food and giving it to the Pharisees, you know. Well, they're not concerned. You don't about want to it. wash your own hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not germs they're worried about. It is the. <laughs> It is the the ceremonial cleanness, and so they're and, and that what they're concerned about is that Jesus and his disciples have a following, so people are going to follow them straight to hell by not washing their hands properly, because in the minds of the Pharisees, this hand washing tradition is at the same level as God's commands. It's it's sinning not to do it, and so they look at Jesus and the disciples and think they're sinning. The irony here, as you know, you pointed out, he, Jesus is quoting Isaiah twenty nine with this text and the warning in Isaiah was you, you got to clean up your act or you'll face captivity. And so the, these Pharisees are behaving and they've, they've created these rules so that they will, you know, they create these carefully designed rules to prevent Israel from again, falling into a, a pattern of spiritual failure mm-hmm. And yet these very rules that they've set up to prevent that are causing it. Yeah. So another way to say what you just said is that... Meal without the word salad. (laughs) (laughs) What's happened is they've added a bunch of commands to protect them from breaking God's commands. So the idea is we need to be clean. So we'll make some more commands about how to make sure that we stay clean so we don't mess up God's commands. They do the same thing with the Sabbath. We don't want to break the Sabbath. So they add a whole bunch of commands, and now that becomes what it means to them to keep the Sabbath. And the problem is they're humans, which means they don't get it right when they try to identify what's really the heart of this and what's really important. Instead, they end up with all these technicalities 
and they miss the center of God's law, which is love for him and love for neighbor. And they'll throw those things out because they're busy being worried about hand washing and making sure people don't walk more than an eighth of a mile on the Sabbath day and things that God doesn't care about. Which, and that kind of uh, earlier this week, uh, we were in Matthew 23. Um, we didn't read this part, but um, he was speaking to the Pharisees and he said, you blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. And that this hand washing thing reminds me of that. But what are... What in the world are you focusing on? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's so unimportant to salvation. But that's and that's where we need to to find a good mirror here and start to find the things that are in our lives that the same thing happens because they really are blind to it. They can't see it because this is what this is what they were taught. This is what's normal and accepted among the most religious of their society, and so Jesus has to confront them over it for, to bring to their attention and. And his word has to do the same thing in us, confronted in us, when we start to substitute things that aren't God's commands as if they are. A little insider information here for our listeners. We don't talk too much about the text as we're leading up to the podcast because we want to be very intentional about, about keeping the conversation spontaneous and real. Having said that, I did make the comment before we went live with the podcast that this text today seemed to be kind of dicey with a lot of potential landmines. Um, because I hate, I, I jokingly said, I hate it when scripture talks to me. I would rather it <laughs> be somebody else's problem that they're dealing with. But I, I feel like when I read texts like this, where you hear, Isaiah and Jesus quoting Isaiah saying, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. I, I think that that's more true of me than I would care to admit from time to time. Mm. It's easy to look at historical landmark moments like 500 years ago with the Reformation of how the Catholic Church was really going off the rails and God through Martin Luther brings it back again. But I think that there are, are aspects that even in today's church and in the way we live out our lives as Christians, where we're guilty of many of the same things that the Pharisees were guilty of 2,000 years ago, that Martin Luther's opponents were guilty of 500 years ago. What do you think? Uh, it's certainly true. Although, again, I think it's I think it's sometimes difficult to tease it out yeah. and to find it. I, I know for me personally, I a symptom of this in me, is when work that I think of as work God has given me becomes a heavy burden. And I think about, Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And then I have to start asking, so what yoke have I taken on that's making work right now a heavy burden? And I, I've, I've felt a page and a half before of right now I'm taking it upon myself to, uh, as the building program was coming up, to keep the congregation united instead of divided. That's not my yoke. That's not a command. I There's commands God has given me, but that's not one of them. And then just kind of on down the list, I, I've, I've found that's a good symptom something is wrong, and that forces me to spend some time in the mirror and say, what command have I invented that right now I'm trying to live up to that's causing me to feel like the the yoke is so heavy when Jesus promises the opposite? I think I talk about symptoms. Um, I would say a symptom in myself would be Sometimes the things that you harp on the most 
about other people mm -hmm. are the ones that you're struggling with <laughs> you know, about yourself and it's just easier to point them out in other people because you you're objective quote unquote when you're looking at somebody else but when we when we do that you know we don't know what those people are dealing with when we try to apply it to ourselves we have all kinds of rationalizations why well I do that because this, this, and this, and that's understandable. And so it's okay for me to do that, but it's not okay for that guy to do it. And yet everybody has their own set of circumstances that they're dealing with that, um, that we aren't privy to. And so. Yeah. yeah nobody likes to uh, be accused of, I, I mean, I don't like the idea of worshiping God in vain mm -hmm. and I, I wouldn't want God to, call me out on that mm -hmm. and and yet i feel like sometimes you find yourself going through the motions in worship or doing the the responses just as a rote mindless thing rather than a heartfelt response and it's something that requires true deliberate mental discipline and prayer you know when you recognize that Worshiping God is a, is a, a privilege and a, a blessing. How dare we treat it as anything other than that? Mm -hmm. And so that's where my mind goes when I look at verse 7 about they worship me in vain. Uh, their teachings are merely human rules. I, I certainly don't want that to be true of my worship. Yeah, and that's what you're describing as I hear that with a pastor's ears is the shift from being in the community of of believers on Sunday morning in order to receive gifts from God, which is really what we're there for. They're, we're there to receive. And turning that into a, well, here's the command. I'm supposed to show up. No, that is not the command, not to show up. <laughs> it is it is to, to honor the Sabbath day, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And so to keep the day holy is to to cherish the gifts that God has given you on that day, gladly hear and learn the word of God. And so, so yeah, we... we well, when we invent commands, they're always things that we think we can achieve, right? So we kind of water them down. Yeah, yeah. Along the way. Um, one of the things, uh, the same verse that you just talked about, Rick, um, honoring me with their lips and their hearts are far from me. I think specifically about sometimes on Sunday morning when we're saying the same verbiage that we say every Sunday morning, and. It's easy for because you know it so well. It's it's rote on one level. It's easy for the other half of your brain to wander somewhere else. And what I love, and going back to our whole theme of like you need to be in God's word. One of the blessings of being in God's word continually and constantly refreshing yourself on a daily basis is that suddenly I find myself when I'm saying what I've kind of memorized, it'll trigger in my memory, hey, these, this is actually from the Bible. Like, <laughs> word for word. This, <laughs> I know I've read this. This is actually real. And it's not just somebody's made up, you know, song or a lot of hymns even are actual Bible verses. And you don't know that unless you've read the Bible. <laughs> and so that's a kind of a, a nice... Um, a nice result of being in God's word is that you start to recognize how much of our Sunday morning worship is, it's all <laughs> really strictly Bible-based. 
I like, Pastor, what you said before about how we are there to receive. And if we can keep our mindset on the fact that God has something that he desperately wants to give us when we come to worship him. Uh, and it's expressed there in, in verse 6, our hearts. He, you know, it, he says, that you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. What he wants us to bring to worship is our heart. Mm-hmm. And if we give him that, we'll have blessings untold. And we could stretch this a little bit, I think, to also echo some of the verses um, that we've looked at earlier this week in working for God and not working for man. Our worship isn't just Sunday morning. Our worship really is our whole life. And giving our all to that worship and, and being on guard from not doing it in vain or to serve ourselves or to pat ourselves on the back. But um, that's another Yeah, you're absolutely aspect. right because he's calling out these Pharisees on the way they're interpreting the law. If we go further down it, beyond the verses that we read at the beginning here, he's talking about what you choose to devote to the Lord and withhold from your parents as Corbin or something like that. It, it really is um, a going through the motions of worship while denying the command to honor your mother and your father in this case, or just the needs of your fellow man. And I think that's where it becomes more personal for us in this, in our context as members of Trinity, that we, we want our worship to be authentic and to be heartfelt so that we're not in the process of worshiping God. We're not ignoring the needs of those around us and uh, missing the opportunity that we have to truly be in communion with one another. It tends to be a, a dangerous place to be when we think of obedience to God as primarily things not to do. Yeah. Don't wash your hands. The I mean, don't forget to wash your hands. Don't do this on the Sabbath. Instead of the things to do, again, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor, that sums up the whole law and, and, and the prophets. And that is, those are both very active, engaged things to do. So as we move into our our prayer time, reflecting on what it is that we can be rejoicing about, I, I think the fact that, that Jesus is, is giving us this um, directive and he's, he's ex- expressing, this was true... Uh, in a couple of podcasts ago when he was really calling out the Pharisees as whitewashed graves and hypocrites, that he wouldn't be expressing these concerns and these admonitions if he wasn't wanting to bring them back into a right relationship. And so we have a God who truly cares about being worshipped rightly. Mm-hmm. And who went to the cross to make it possible for us to be in right relationship and who poured his spirit into us so that there would be right worship that flows from us. So when you are there in church this weekend and you're you're worshiping, it's not just up to you to sort of figure out how to do it right, but God's spirit in you is already crying out, worshiping God, and you just get to participate to receive good gifts. Our repentance is pretty obviously stated, I think, in those words of Isaiah, that uh, from time to time we find our worship being words only and mm-hmm. not accompanied by heart 
uh, or we worship in vain going through human traditions without uh, seeing a true heart for God. And then a more daily basis when we substitute our commands for God's commands, mm-hmm. that's really dangerous. Yeah. Yep. Certainly to be repented of. Mm-hmm. So what's our ask? What's our request? Jumps to my mind is the ability to discern and to recognize right now I'm I'm focused in on something that's not what you've given me. Show me <laughs> so I can repent of it. Yeah. And I would I would ask for just the the heart to want to follow through on that to not just not just recognize it but then act on a change mm-hmm. to do it differently. <laughs> Yep, I, I concur. I, <laughs> I can't say it any better than, than either of you have expressed it. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Thank you all again for being with us today. Uh, tomorrow is Saturday, which means it's our last podcast of the week. We hope that uh, this being July and perhaps many of you are on vacation or out of your normal routine, that you're still making uh, this a priority and joining us as we bring God's word to you in this way. We will see you all tomorrow.